Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans teaching. Today I am Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I'm excited that you somehow are watching this, whether it's live Facebook or it's my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, where you can find all these teachings on Galatians and Romans that are presently ongoing. All of our worship services are even located there. Again, that's my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. We have a church app also for your smartphone, Crossway Church. And uh, we also have a website, thecrosswaychurch.com. So avail yourself to these places where the Word of God is being taught. And before we get into the Romans teaching today, I want to remind you all that we have a 62-page booklet for, for uh, you that uh, for a $15 donation, we'll send it right out very quickly to you. It's called All God's Works Are Done in Truth. It's derived from Psalms 33 and 4. For the Word of the Lord is right, and all His works... Why don't you try saying that with me today? All His works are done in truth. That is a powerful statement from the psalmist that lets us know God doesn't work outside of truth. And truth has a name, Jesus. And what makes Him truth to humanity is what He did at Calvary. This little 62-page booklet will remove much confusion and bring much clarity to the Scriptures by the Spirit of God if you're willing to just believe the Bible. Praise God. $15, go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com or the church app. Both have a donate button, hit it, support the work here God's doing, and surely we are preaching the gospel. One last thing, the, when we started uh, making CDs, uh, not CDs, but when we started making sets, this is the first one we made, Taking Up Our Cross. Nine CDs in this series will bless you right out of your chair. I guarantee it. Things you, you've never heard before, biblically, not twisting scriptures, just straight scripture, what it means to take up your cross. You need to understand that because Jesus said you can't follow him unless you do this. So $25, get your copy very quickly. We'll send it out to you. You need it. I know you do because I need it. And so uh, God bless you. Let's get into this Romans teaching today. We're in part six of chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, part 7. Again, all these sessions are uploaded to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself, go back and, and listen to every one of them, and you will be blessed if you are a student of the Word. That's what I am. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not a Bible theologian, but I am a student of the Word because I'm a Christian, and my Lord, Jesus Christ has told me to study the Word, so therefore I'm a student of the Word, and I love just sharing just the Word of God with God's people. And to watch faith arise in their hearts and move them into the will of God, the, 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 the blessings of God, the, the things that God has called them to do and to walk in. Faith alone does that when faith finds the right object, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. And therefore we teach in that context. And all teaching outside of that righteous context is false. So let's dig right into what's right today. For God says His Word is right 
right and all his works are done in truth. Praise God. Let's watch this now. In verse 13, we talked about it last session, but we'll back up and, and dig our feet in here and get ready to take off again. Verse 13, For the promise that he, Abraham, should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. That means through any deeds. When you see the word law in the Bible, that's talking about, if it's talking about the old covenant, there are works we walk in as new covenant saints, but when you see the word law, when the Bible says Abraham didn't inherit uh, the, the promise of being an heir of the world through the law, that means through any deeds he would commit, any works that's what he's referring to here. So he says, but through the righteousness of faith. And we talked a little bit about that this last session, but we can't just skip over this very fast. The faith that is biblical legitimate faith, the only faith God honors is the righteousness of faith. Whether it's that very first time you placed faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary and you were born again and declared righteous and just before God, or if it's, <coughs> excuse me, after 30 years of being a Christian. And today you say, well, my faith is in the Word. Yes, but the Word of God is in righteousness. The Word of God is truth but it is in righteousness. And we have to constantly remind God's people of this. Listen to me very carefully. If you're interested at all in learning the Bible, you need to write this down. If you want to know what's right, you need to write this down. The great writer of Proverbs said this in Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Now this is God speaking through the writer of, of, of Proverbs. So all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. So that means every word in your Bible, every word God has ever spoken must be seen and believed in its righteous context. And righteousness only flows to us through faith in the cross of Christ. There's how grace gets to us. And by grace, everything gets to us. Galatians 2.21 tells us that righteousness did not come to us and does not come to us through the law, but through grace, which is through the death of Jesus. Galatians 2.21. Write it down. So don't forget, this is very important, what I'm telling you, because if you just think you can open the Bible and quote a verse and God move, you're very wrong. As a matter of fact, that's witchcraft. You have to believe the Word of God. It's okay to quote the Word of God. God bless you if you do. We should be declaring the Word of God, even if it's to ourselves going down the road in the car. But that's not going to get you anything. Believing. The, it's with the heart man believes unto righteousness, whether it's the status, an initial status of righteousness, God's declaring us righteous and just before him, or if it's daily faith coming by hearing the word of God in its righteous context. If it's out of that righteous context, faith ain't coming. Flesh is coming. Flesh is arising. Think about that now. Think about that. So if my faith is bringing forth the fruits of the righteousness of Christ in my life, it's true faith. 
If this faith I claim I have in Christ is not producing the, right, the fruits of righteousness, my faith is not legitimate. Because the faith God honors is the righteousness of faith. That's where He sees your faith and He imputes righteousness unto you. He did that the moment you were born again. And now the New Covenant, the New Testament, tells us that we should have fruits of righteousness. As a matter of fact, the New Testament tells us that our fruits of righteousness should be increasing. And that's where the Holy Spirit now, because our faith is in that which is the avenue of righteousness, the cross of Christ, can teach us God's words of righteousness. Faith can come and we can literally now walk by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Walking in the truth. God's words in righteousness. Now it's very important to God what I'm telling you now. And he wants you to know it because if you hold God's word, which is truth, in an unrighteous context, you're not walking in faith. If it's not the righteousness of faith, you first believed in Christ, you became righteous before God in Christ Jesus. But the question is, is the path you're on today bearing forth the fruits of His righteousness. Here's the quick answer. Very quick answer. If your faith is in the cross alone, you're not faking it. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to try hard and, and work hard at it. If your faith is in the cross, the sacrificial work of Christ, and you've not been lied to and told you need to move on past the cross, but if that's where your faith remains, now the Holy Spirit can now take what that is, which is Christ, and He can show it to you and impart it to you when you'll believe it, and you can walk in that truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you don't have to fake it. The experience can be real. I'm going to tell you, the devil's got a counterfeit for everything God's got. There are many preachers right now in their, in their homes, in their studies, in wherever they're studying, and they're crying out to God. They're laying in the floor, and they're on their knees, and they're beating their chest, and they're crying out, God, I need you. I need a word today. And their faith is not in the cross. So everything they get will just be from them and their feelings and their emotions. I want you to know that. Everything is a fake. It's fake. It's religion only. And that's what's happening in the body of Christ because we've been seduced and moved away from the only object of faith God has ever given us. When God gave His Son Jesus, and even really in the Garden of Eden when we fell into sin, God rushed in and gave man the only object of faith that He would ever give us. That which pointed to His Son and what His Son would do. It's always been the sacrificial work of God. Even in Exodus 25, God told them how to build everything and put the Ark of the Covenant there, the mercy seat on top of it where the blood would be sprinkled, which was a type of the one day coming cross of Jesus Christ. And He says, this is where I'll meet with you. This is where I'll commune with you. And from this place, I will... I will show you the blessings in the commandments I offer you. Exodus 25, read that chapter. And you'll see what I'm talking about. I hope you're okay with this. This is all right out of God's Word. And before we get past this, let me, let me just expound a little more. For it to be truth, it has to show forth the righteousness of God. 
Write this down. Take your notes. Write it down. Proverbs 12, 17. This is not a Bible study just so you can follow along on Facebook and say amen, hallelujah, and amen, hallelujah, and try to preach your own little sermon on there for everybody else to see. This is so you can take notes, get this in your heart, and be able to go out and share this. It's called being equipped for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. So write this down. Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God, but a false witness deceit. Did you see that? For it to be legitimate truth, the Word of God held in its truth, it will paint a picture of the righteousness of God, the righteousness of Christ, the the path of righteousness for you and me to walk on, the fruits of righteousness to be bare. You see, it's, it's God's Word and His words are all in righteousness. Therefore, they must be seen in their righteous context and righteousness doesn't flow into our lives except one avenue and that's the cross, the death, the work of Christ at Calvary. So if you're one of those people that say that, well, we're past the cross now, well, where are you? Where'd you go? You say, well, I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, you are, but you're on the earth too. And the Bible plainly describes that while we're here, we're to be being made conformable not to the one who's at the right hand of the Father, but unto His death. You understand that? And that's like we take up our cross daily to be able to follow Him. Amen. Our cross is not our divorce, our uh, bankruptcy, our cancer, our the, the cross. There's only one. He died on the cross for me. I was crucified with him. I'm to take that cross up daily and follow him. Praise God. That's good to know. You'll learn stuff like that in that series I offered you. Nine CD preaching series set right there. How to take up your cross. Hallelujah. We need to know those things. So watch this. What makes faith legitimate is that it's the righteousness of faith. Chapter 4 of Romans verse 13. This is very important. This is very important. If the faith that comes is not the righteousness of faith, that which gives you the initial status because your faith is in Jesus and what He did at the cross for your sins and you're born again, God declares you righteous and just immediately before you do one thing. You've only believed. Not the law, not works, but you have believed. And God counted you righteous and just before Him. But now, the Holy Spirit that you have who lives inside of you, listen to me, He wants to teach you God's words of righteousness so that Psalms 119.105 can be more than a verse you quote to yourself every day, but that it is a reality. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to your path. Hallelujah. Light to my path. And the Holy Spirit now can teach you God's words of righteousness and you be led in the path of righteousness, bearing forth the fruits of His righteousness. Glory to God. See, that's how this works. It's the simplicity of Christ. He paid it all and He will continue to work it all out in you by His Spirit if you keep your faith in the one object, the sacrifice. If you move your faith from the cross to anything else, you can't even be obedient to the Word. You're not obedient unless your faith is in the cross. You can't experience obedience unless your faith is in the cross. Amen. 
The Holy Spirit only imparts things to us through the truth of Christ and Him crucified. And that's, that's a reality. That's biblical. And anybody that disagrees with what I'm teaching, they're just living a fake life. Yes, they may have been born again one day, but they've been seduced and carried away. And it, they'll never be able to blame another preacher for doing it to them. That won't happen at the judgment seat of Christ. What's going to happen is we're going to face the Lord Jesus in the reality of it was really me that was carried away every single time by the lust of my own flesh. I really wanted something that preacher was telling me I could have if I would do this, this, and this. And I can't blame him. I'm the blame. I was carried off under the lust of my own flesh with the purpose driven, with the government of 12, with the words I speak, all these deeds that I thought I had to do to bring the provision and the power of God and the and the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit in my life, those are lawful deeds instead of simple faith in Christ and Him crucified. And let me say something to the ministers who are watching. One day when the Lord is able to wake you up and you finally receive this, the proof of it will be that you will renounce everything just like Paul did. Until you do that, you don't have it like you need it. That's right. You'll have to renounce Everything, you'll, t you'll go home and you'll pile all that up and you'll have you a big old nice bonfire out there because you won't want anybody getting a hold of that material that you've taught all these years that really pointed people away from the only source they could have a relationship with the Lord. It's okay that you've thrown away 40 years and what makes it okay is that you will believe today. God's not going to hold any of that over you, but you've got to believe the truth today. And you're either believing in Christ and what He did at Calvary today and redeeming the time, or your faith is in something else and you're wasting time. Think about that. Watch this, verse 14. Because if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. And what Paul here is telling the church in Rome is don't listen to these people who are telling you that you have to do something. And we're not preaching against works. We're preaching against works for the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus died to give us the Spirit. Our faith is in that that gave us the Spirit. Read the book of Galatians. And, and our faith remains in that for the Spirit of God to be able to work the fruit out in our own lives. Think about that. For if they which are of the law are the heirs, if those that think they can work their way into it are right, if they're the heirs of the promise, then faith is void. It's no good in the promise. It doesn't count for anything. But listen, listen to me very carefully. Among men, to, in God's dealings with men, and that's all we know about. We don't know about it, anything else going on with God except His dealings with man, and we have... How he does that right here. In God's dealings with men, he cannot be pleased without faith. He cannot be pleased without faith. Where's that at in the Bible, you say? Hebrews eleven six. 6. Write it down. Go look it up. It's impossible to please God without faith. But they that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. It's impossible to please him without faith. That covers the structure right there because it ain't just seeking God diligently. You have to know the God you're seeking. He's to be sought by faith. And if you seek Him diligently by faith, you'll find Him. 
you know, the way I like to say it is this. We seek for God in His Word that He's given us to be able to seek Him out. The Word in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word uh, was God. And the, oh, let me turn over and I can't get it right. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. There it is. came to me. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14, that's John 1 and 1, verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh. If the Word was God, is God, and the Word became flesh, when did God become flesh? The living Word, Jesus Christ, through the Virgin Mary. I hope you're understanding this today. Jesus is the Word that became flesh. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. Amen. In, in, in past times, in various and diverse manners and ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He speaks to us by His Son, the living Word. He speaks to us by His Son. Faith comes in he, by hearing and hearing by the Word. Amen. So for our faith to be legitimate before God, and it's the only thing that inherits the promise not works. God won't let you have anything by works. You're not getting a thing by works. People are working so hard at trying to uh, uh, attain something from God to, to reach a goal before God. You can't glory before God in works. You need to read back to uh, the very first few verses of ch this chapter, chapter 4. It, listen, men can glory before the presence of men because they're doing this and they're doing that. And, and you can't wear short sleeves. You can't wear pants, woman. You can't wear makeup. you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name only. Don't forget to say only their own formula they've got. And, and, and you've got to do that. You've got, to, you've got to do these things. And they've twisted the Scripture and they've moved it out of its righteous context which is the Word of God flowing through the cross, through the blood, and then we see all the works that are of the Holy Spirit after that, not before that, praise God. And even after we're born again, the Spirit of God is only going to explain to you, teach you, impart to you that which is of Jesus, which it was all manifest at Calvary. So that's where your faith has to be. It's powerful. So, if they which are of the law works... Be heirs, faith is made void. Mm. And the promise made of none effect. Watch this. Verse 15, because the law works wrath. Because where no law is, there is no transgression. Now, a little understanding here, because if you just read this, you're going to think, well... Where no, where no law is, there's no transgression. Well, there was a period of like 2,400 years between Adam and Moses before God gave Moses the law where there was no law. Think about that. Men lived some close to 2,400 years before the law came to Moses where there was no law. Men lived and uh, the, the earth was just had people uh, going about just uh, sinners living in sin and dying in sin. But the Bible here says in verse 15, uh, where there is no law, there's no transgression. But that doesn't mean there wasn't sin. It just means there wasn't transgression. And there is transgression is sin, but it's a little different than just sin. There's a little greater revelation 
of sin. It's what transgression is. Think about that. 2,400 or thereabout, some 2,400 years, men living without law. They weren't in the garden. They didn't receive the, uh, you are free to eat of all the trees, but just don't eat off that tree. They didn't receive that. They lived after that. They were living in a time before God said, Thou shalt not covet, have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Before the law came, they were just out there. But guess what? They were still sinners. They were still dying in sin. They still died and went to hell. Because there was no law, there was no transgression. Transgression means there's something there that you know about to transgress against. Think about that. You know, before it was just sin. Now it's sin with a name, sin with a character, the character of sin now elevated to transgression. Now I hear what it's about. Thou shalt not. And I'm still doing it. I'm transgressing the law. It's a greater revelation God gives of Himself and who we really are, where we really are. And every every little elevation of of revelation that God gives, listen, He brings a greater requirement, greater responsibility from men. Think about that. And now when Jesus has come to fulfill the law, all that was types and shadows under the old covenant, he, shined, he, he said, I'm the light of the world. He's also the light of the scriptures because he is the living scriptures. And everything that had been type and shadow, he filled it up with himself. That's what the Bible means when it says, Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it, to fill it up with myself, to to dot every dot, to color everything in it with who I am. Remember he said that you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. Think about that. Glory to God. He's the living word, the fulfillment of the scriptures. Mm. And every time God gives a a little uh, elevation of revelation, a greater requirement comes from men. And when he gave his son Jesus on the cross, now we're under the age of grace where grace is offered like never before and where God says where uh, much is given, much is required. Greater responsibility. Think about that. That's why you hear preachers saying we're under greater requirement and responsibility now under grace than they were under law. That's very powerful and you need to remember that. You're living in a day and time where God has given His Son already for all your sins to be forgiven, for you to keep your faith in Him and what He there did so you can bear forth the fruit of His life in you by His Spirit, the very character and the person of Christ living in and through you. It's not you and your church that God wants the community to know about. It's His Son. Hallelujah. And true faith gives you that. But it's the righteousness of faith. Hallelujah. And I've got to say it again. Not just the righteousness you're imparted for the born again experience to be just before God, but daily fruits of righteousness. It takes this true faith in the cross. Hallelujah. So he says in verse 15, because the law works wrath, and that's the wrath of God. You know, the law could never save. God didn't send it to save. And Romans uh, uh, 8, let's look at it. Romans 8 and 2 tells us, or 8 and 3 rather, tells us that for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. 
God had to send His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and because of sin, condemn sin in the flesh. Law couldn't save. Law became weak through our flesh because nobody can keep the law. And if you can't keep the law, you can't go to heaven. You can't be righteous. You can't be just before God. But God sent His Son to condemn sinful flesh in His flesh on the cross. And your faith in Him gets you the status of law keeper, righteous and just before God. And if you keep your faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary and don't be moved into these lies, these schemes and these fads that men have to keep coming up with every single year calling it a move of God that's a fake. It ain't real because what it does, they take our faith from the cross and we put it into these things of men. And that's not the righteousness of Christ that comes by faith. That's self-righteousness that comes through our doing things. Mmm, that's good. You need to back up and listen to this again. So, it's the righteousness of faith. The law works wrath. Why? The law works the wrath of God because we can't keep the law. Therefore, the wrath of God is against us. Mm -hmm. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodliness of those who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Write it down, Romans 1.18. If we hold God, even we, children of God, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. If we hold God's truth in an unrighteous manner, context, then... All that can be in our lives because we're back under law is ungodliness and unrighteousness. Godliness and righteousness is only manifest in a Christian's life not because they feel good, have a good day and feel like doing uh, their kindly, their, their random act of kindness today. No, it's because their faith is in the cross and the Holy Spirit is doing the work. Outside of that, it's just me. And I can do a whole lot of stuff and put a tag on it and call it God, but God sees if it's me or Him. God knows. The community may think I'm the most devout person that's ever walked through this region, but God sees the reality that my faith is not even legitimate before Him. Therefore, He can't work in that if it's not in the cross. If it's not in the cross, read the book of Galatians. Our confirmation on that statement is there. That we can remove ourselves from Him. We can fall from grace. We can walk in a place where Christ can't affect us. That means our prayers are, are hindered or unanswered. That means what we're doing is just us. Amen. I'm telling you some good stuff today. Verse 16, and we'll have to end with this today. Uh, because I'm already out of time. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. I look forward to getting into that this next Monday morning at 8.30, and I hope you join us right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. If not, catch it later uploaded to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson. 316. God bless you. We love you. We're looking forward to what God has for you in your life when he finds you in the faith. And until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. God bless you.